feel like I always start out with hi. I know. And then I go, hi, everyone. <laughs> hi, guys. Um, welcome to episode 11. That's double cool digits, number. double digits, double digits. Uh, last I guess week. we already did that last week, but <laughs> it's like really rounding the corner. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, this is episode 11. And this week, a little more serious topic, I guess, after the Q&A. Um, we're going to be talking about safety within the realm of sex work, um, whether it's full service, only services provided online, which is what Nixie and I both offer um, at this time, and then protecting your mental health, which is also part of staying safe in sex work. So yeah, I think that we both kind of looked at it in terms of safety when you're in person versus safety online. Um, it's definitely a different avenue, I guess, different mm-hmm. direction that people take and different things people have to do for sure. Yeah. I found this really cool quote. Um, when I was doing some research, I found the Red Project, which is like a site for support, well being, and advice for sex workers, specifically in the UK. But um, they had a really good like quote that. I thought was good because I mean it's very true also I'm sick so I'm sorry if I sound awful this week (laughs) but it says like you have boundaries and those boundaries should be respected it's your decision what work you accept and what you turn down being a sex worker doesn't mean that you consent to all sexual activity if someone forces you to engage in activity without your consent you can get help and support from the red project but also from other people (laughs) that's so true like That is, I think, the biggest way that sex workers do protect themselves is that they have to be their own kind of form of defense, own vet, you know, own vetting process and everything, just because like sex work is still illegal, you know, like full service sex work. I think that decriminalization is really important and it needs to happen. And like not enough people are pushing for that right now, but they should. But I think that because like it is against the law and like, you know, you do kind of have to work in secret and like take other avenues to advertise yourself and keep yourself safe. Like there aren't as many other people looking out for you, like at a normal job, like not a normal job, but like a job, like a nine to five or like somewhere that the government employs you or whatever. You have supervisors who like look out for you. There are rules. There are like appointments set up. Like everything is very official. There's usually an HR too. Yeah. Yeah. And like with this, like it's just you and maybe some friends you have or someone who looks out for you or something like that. And like, it's very hard sometimes to stay safe because of that, because, you know, that's the world that we live in, unfortunately. So you really just like have to be your own advocate in this job. You really have to like stand firm with like what you believe and what you like want to do and your boundaries, things like that. Yeah. Yeah, you don't, it's, it is definitely easy to find yourself in a situation that you don't want to be in where you don't feel safe. And like, it's not your fault if you do end up in a situation like that, but like, you don't, it's okay to turn things down that don't make you feel good. Like it's, mm-hmm. you know, don't put yourself in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. You said um, you did some stuff on like decrim in particular. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. So basically like, I think that 
the big stigma around sex work right now and always is that like the reason why it should be illegal um, and outlawed and not allowed is that it is unsafe for the people who do it. Um, and that if it happens, um, you know, it leads to people losing their life or, you know, being harmed or having violence committed against them. But the, there are a lot of studies and I found most of my information through the sex workers outreach project, um, which is a really awesome website that we'll link in our description. Um, they have so many resources. Um, they really promote rights, not rescue. That's like their tagline. And it's really true. Like you don't need to rescue sex workers. Like they have already been rescuing themselves for years and years and years. Like you need to give them the rights that they deserve so that they can continue to stay safe and stay safer. Um, That also kind of has to do with what we said. I don't remember what episode it was, but like, I feel like people, some people still have the idea that if we're doing sex work, we're being trafficked. But like I said before, and I'll say it again, sex work is consensual. If it is not consensual, it is trafficking. So yes, people that are being trafficked, maybe they do need rescuing. They probably do need some help. But like, just because we do sex work doesn't mean that we're in that position. Exactly. Like you don't need to find us an exit plan. You just need to make it easier for us to do our job. And so while this violence is common, like people do like sex workers do in their job, have like violence committed against them a lot of studies that are done right because unfortunately a lot of studies about sex work isn't done correctly um the empirical data collected isn't actually empirical and Mm -hmm. not a wide enough pool has been analyzed um the when these studies are done correctly they find that the violence that's usually perpetrated against sex workers is by non-clients so family members um strangers that aren't paying them money individuals who are pretending to be interested but are really just trying to harm sex workers or anyone that seems vulnerable or it's law enforcement um those are the big three that are trying to harm sex workers usually it's not a trusted client who someone has formed a relationship with Mm -hmm. yeah i feel like there's still like a huge like people just hate sex workers (laughs) yeah like honestly this is the stigma exactly like it's dangerous because of the stigma it's not dangerous because of the job itself (laughs) and like the central biggest cause right now against sex workers is honestly by law enforcement by continuing to uphold like the like sex work being illegal because it just leads to sex workers feeling like they don't have any avenue to report these things so violence can continue to be perpetrated against them by people Mm -hmm. doing shitty things to them or they when they do they are met with violence from a police officer from law enforcement they're reporting it to or they get arrested and it just becomes a vicious cycle of being abused by all of these systems that Mm -hmm. they're not that they and we are not getting support from and it is just like really why it needs to be decriminalized not legalized because if it was legalized it would be privatized and it'd be a whole corporate thing that it doesn't need to be but by decriminalizing yeah if it's legalized it's just like people that have no experience or have no idea what they're talking about are going to get their hands into it and it's just gonna get messy and it's not gonna be the way we want it (laughs) exactly like that's just that's just it because you're seeing that now online Mm -hmm. so yeah that's why sex workers really want it to just be decriminalized because <laughs> yeah. then we can do our work safely and not 
be not fear law enforcement more than usual (laughs) um and just be able to be safe and do our jobs and not risk being arrested and less threat of violence yeah I think you get the point (laughs) and if it was decriminalized it would put more pressure on law enforcement to do things about the violence being carried out against sex workers um and that is what motivates violent individuals right now to carry this out is because they they aren't afraid of being arrested you know that's just it is that they think it's okay to do this because they don't think they'll have repercussions because no one cares about sex workers so i can do whatever i want to them that's mm-hmm. essentially their logic um so yeah um that's kind of just like why I think decriminalization is important because it opens up the door to make it a lot safer for people who do full service sex work yeah absolutely I feel like we can also just have a whole episode on like legalization versus decriminalization versus the Nordic model that I've heard of but I cannot think of what it is off the top of my head but I feel like we could have a whole episode going deeper into that (laughs) I think so too because it really like there is so much to it and like yeah a lot of different schools of thought for sure so safety tips (laughs) yeah so I think that in terms of like in-person full-service sex work staying safe like we already said is just you know really working hard to be your own vetting process um when you can checking you know like to see if you feel safe in certain situations you know like trying to meet people through ways that feel safe for you Mm -hmm. don't go somewhere that feels unsafe don't talk to people who feel unsafe when you can I know that's not always possible um yeah I like the number one thing I had was oh let me also start with like even I don't do full service work so this is just like stuff we have researched but and if we have any listeners that do full service let us know because we'll totally have an episode where we can interview you and talk to you about it more (laughs) but um the biggest thing that I have heard is the ability to screen clients is super important so like getting their IDs and being able to like verify them, maybe look up their social medias, see what type of person they are. Cause if they're posting sex work, hate stuff, then <laughs> you don't yeah. want to book with them. Um, or if they're I, posting like really weird, like pictures of like food or anything, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like they've got one really weird niche they share. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've also heard of some sex workers like taking references. So I'm not gonna lie, I don't know exactly what that means. I'm assuming from other sex workers that they've maybe seen before, stuff like that. But yeah, the ability to like screen your clients is huge. Yeah. And also if you've, I mean, this is something that like, again, I don't offer full service. Um, I'm not a full service sex worker, but something that I read online when doing my research um, and looking at websites that are run by full sex sex workers. Again, like we'll link those um, in the show notes. The sex worker outreach project was the big one that I looked at, but just, um, you know, like if you can letting someone else know maybe where you are at that time, letting someone else know their information, um, you know, really setting yourself up to know that other people are there looking out for you if you can, like if you have a support system, that's that's really like something that matters too. Yeah, share your location with someone, like have a time where you agree to check in with them by, like you said, giving them your client's information is also helpful. Yeah. 
one thing I also saw on one of the websites I looked up is like if possible to try to get the car type and license plate of your client Mm. just for further protection too and make sure your phone is fully charged and like that person that knows where you are is like right on speed dial yeah like just really you can never be too safe like even Mm -hmm. if you think you're being too paranoid like you're not Mm mm-hmm and always try to have like an escape plan. Like I know some, I know some models that like will do stuff at their own house that I know some models that will go out to other clients' houses or they meet in some like place, like a hotel or something, but like whatever you're doing, like kind of have an escape plan for that. Like, know in the event that something crazy happens, like know how you will get out of there quickly. And you're the provider, um, you are providing a service for someone. So it mm-hmm. can be on your terms. Like you are the one that is calling Absolutely. the shot because you're the, you're the facility. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's this transaction and you're the one that's in charge. So yeah. just keep that in mind. Like you're, if you're not comfortable, you can say that because you're the one in charge. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And honestly, I feel like a lot of these tips are good just for meeting people off of Tinder and stuff like that too. Cause like it can be scary meeting people online that you don't know. It really can be. Like you don't, we really don't ever know who someone is. Exactly. Two other tips that I saw on the site that I was on that I never even thought of before were um, the first one was get paid first, which I always say always, but then like split your money up. So this said like in the event of like possibly getting robbed, like Try to split your cash up between like your bag, your pockets, your shoes, wherever you can. Like don't have it all in one place. And also to use your own condoms, like bring your own condoms and use those and don't bring any or don't use any that the your client brings. Yeah. You just and, know. Yeah. And at the end of the day, the big one, trust your gut. <laughs> Do what feels good. Um, if you have a bad feeling about someone, don't feel like you have to move forward with it. Yeah. Your safety is number one. Like it really, really is. And like we said, like you are your first person there to look out for you in sex work, unfortunately, in the world we live in right now. So Mm -hmm. make sure you're taking care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's like kind of the full service stuff that at least I had, like, you know, I I definitely think it's important to differentiate between the two because it's, a little different. Like, I think that Mm -hmm. the work that I do, like, I definitely have different ways that I need to be safe just because being online, like it's different, but like, I don't, you know, it it is just different. Yeah. Um, So yeah, we're going to talk about that right now. Um, (laughs) so online safety tips. (laughs) Um, I, so these are some that I looked at like on a website. I think that after that, I'm going to kind of talk about like my own personal tips and then like, you know, experiences that I've had that I may have had that I may have talked about before that like I've had in the past. Um, but these were just a few that like are kind of internet safety in general, but like specifically more so when you do sex work, just because like you have, your product on your phone, you have your product on your computer, um, on your behind passwords and stuff. And like, if you had your stuff like hacked or anything like that really could be detrimental to your money and to your mental health and all of that. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's a really big part of just internet safety too. Um, so just, you know, 
having strong passwords, maybe using a password manager, having two-factor authentication, um, just so no use one different can, passwords. Yeah, use different <laughs> passwords. You know, um, making sure it's really hard for someone to go in and steal your stuff um, or leak your stuff or you know all of that if they like were trying to guess your passwords or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of like uh, physical safety, I guess. Um, I think that a lot of people will use different names or slightly different names just to kind of protect themselves that way. I know that we both use different Mm -hmm. names, um, just because I don't necessarily feel comfortable with a client online knowing my name because they just don't need to, you know, that's just how I feel. And if you do use your name, like that's totally fine. Like some people do have, it just works for them and works for their brand and they feel safe doing that. Um, but if you don't want to, you don't have to. Yeah, I feel like that was one of, like, the main things we talked about in, like, our how to start getting into sex work is, like, obviously, if you want to use your real persona, go for it, but most people, I feel like, have, like, a stage name, and in that stage name, they make sure, like, they set up an email with that name, all those socials, they have brand new socials with that name that are signed up with that email, Um, any payment processing things that you use, make sure those are in that stage name, get a google number or other sort of phone number in that name things like that because that will definitely protect you yeah because you just having someone find out who you are can be kind of scary and like speaking from personal experience like this is something i've talked about in a previous episode like i had like a former subscriber to my OnlyFans like find out my name I didn't thinking back, I do know how he figured it out. I had sent him a Dropbox and he was going through all of the little setting system editing parts of my Dropbox and found my username from a photo editing app that I had used that Dropbox had picked up on. It was like real like NCIS level shit. Yeah. So found out my name through that looked at my Facebook, found pictures of me and my partner was messaging me about how angry it made him to see me with my partner and how he only lived three hours away from me. Um, and it wasn't that far of a drive and like, just really scary. scary. It was really scary. And it's someone who like, I don't know, you know, you have no idea. Like they still know my name. They still know what state I live in. They still know what I look like. They still know what my partner looks like. They still know what my family looks like. Um, I don't know if they still are watching me every so often they'll message me. Um, but that is the kind of scary thing about being a sex worker online is that like, you have no idea who these people are, you know, Mm -hmm. like when, you do full service sometimes like you can look at their license and vet them in that way and like obviously like you do put yourself in a much more dangerous situation sometimes in full service like I'm not equating the two but mm-hmm. when you do work online like people can just find shit out about you really really easy and it is yeah. scary and like there was someone in my hometown where I live who has an OnlyFans I don't know who it was like I literally read about this in the newspaper a few months ago but um, a client from OnlyFans found out her address and went to her house and was hiding on her roof. I'm what? like, I had to arrest him. Did I, did you, did I not tell you about that? No, that is so scary. Yeah. And like, I've had another client tell me because he, of a, because I didn't know that my Amazon wishlist was set up this way that he found out my real name through Amazon wishlist. And like every so often he'll call me by that name, even though I don't 
want to engage with him and I make it clear I don't want to engage with him like you really just have no idea and like men can be scary sometimes yeah if you're a man and you do any of this shit respect our boundaries like, if I don't want to talk to you, I don't want to fucking talk to you. And if you're either of these two people, leave me the fuck alone and don't listen to this podcast. Seriously. Anyways, anyway. I know one of you might be, so fucking stop it. Um, Seriously. Anyways, anyways um, one other thing that I didn't even put on my list, but I recently thought of is I've heard like, if you're posting stuff like your day-to-day your life, what, what you're doing in a day on your sex work socials, whatever, like don't post that, that stuff till after you leave the location. Yeah. And I know I definitely have a hard time with this because I go to a lot of concerts. So I try to be really vague and be like, I'm going to a concert this week. And I try not to say like when it is exactly or and stuff like that because you know how easy it is to search a band and figure out like what city they're in on what day exactly or post a landmark and be like i'm spending the weekend here and like have someone yeah. looking up that's how kim kardashian got robbed really yeah it was because she posted where she was and someone saw on her instagram and went and fucking robbed her and stole her jewelry so yeah you know, like so if you're posting pics from vacation posting things you're doing the day that's fine do it after you leave that location though yeah like sometimes it's frustrating that that's how it has to be but like Mm -hmm. that is how it has to be you know like it's better safe than sorry and like there are a lot of strange people out there who just sometimes are just nosy and just like to know things because that's how they are but sometimes people will act on that and it's those people that you need to be careful of yeah and I also made a point on here like kind of similar like whenever you're making content like photos videos whatever like I would just double check what's in the background like is there anything in the background of your video that you can tell is you or like like I don't know if you have like something from your college graduation or high school graduation up on the wall behind you can they see what high school or college that is maybe take that down (laughs) yeah because you yeah I, I really try to make sure even like family photos and stuff. Yeah. Like pictures of me and my partner. I make sure yes. hidden and taken down. Like it, you really just never know, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So just try to have the background be as like, I don't know what the word is. Non-personal, yeah. <laughs> non-personal as possible, I guess. Yeah. Like for a lot of my uh, stuff that I did in my apartment, I just had a band tapestry behind me all the time. Yeah it just is easiest Mm -hmm. Uh, and like you can personalize that like to you know like it still can be you it just can't be someone that that makes it like makes it easy for someone to find your government name you know what I mean yeah Yeah. government name or where you live anything like that yeah because it's just way better you know Mm -hmm. way better to deal with um I think that another thing also is just like again it kind of goes hand in hand with like what we said about full service. Like it's okay to say no. It's okay to not engage with people. It's okay to not do specific things. If someone's making you uncomfortable, you don't need to do what they want um, Mm -hmm. because it's just not, you don't need to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, One thing I know we also talked about in the like starting sex work one, but like if you are very concerned about your safety, and things like that, then maybe you decide you don't want to show your face anymore. Or maybe you decide you want to 
not show face or tattoos, which I know for people like me and Eve, that might be a little bit harder. (laughs) Yeah, I would not be able to do But if you only have like one or two tattoos or like a super generic tattoo, then it would be way easier to not show your face. Yeah. And that is a good option for a lot of people. Um, So, you know, if you have a job that you really don't want to be outed at or anything, or you're a parent and you don't want people in your life to know, or for any fucking reason, literally any reason, um, yeah, that's definitely a good avenue to take. But if you do want people to know who you are, like, also, totally fine. Mm -hmm. Do your thing. Um, I was just going to say something else about all, like, staying safe. Um, I think another one too, that I kind of talked about at the beginning is just like another form of safety is just like protecting your brand and protecting your content. Um, and that just goes as far as to like, you know, being careful about who you hire as assistants, who you have as like, you know, people you're working with, whether it be management or whatever. Um, because people can fuck with your money sometimes like that. Um, not, just immediately clicking on links people send you sometimes like on Twitter and stuff. Cause that's a way to get your account hacked. Um, mm-hmm. I'm watermarking your content too. Oh yeah. That's financial safety. Yeah. I can't believe I didn't even put watermark. I'm always screaming about how you got watermark. <laughs> it really, really is because like shit just gets leaked. Like that just is how it is. And like, you can have a DMCA agent that you pay, but like it will just get re-leaked. And that's just like the vicious cycle, which is mm-hmm. shitty, but like, you have to be ready for that. And at least hopefully at least one person seeing your leaked content will see your watermark and be like, well, I guess I'll go like to the creator and let them know and buy from them, which has happened to me. And it feels good when that happens. That's good. So at least have a silver lining when your content gets leaked. Yeah. <laughs> good people that actually subscribe and let you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, just staying as anonymous as possible. Um, it's definitely okay to form relationships with buyers online and on OnlyFans and other like online sex work, but, um, don't, unless you really, really get to know them first and they tell you everything about themselves and you feel insanely comfortable with them. Don't tell them about yourself because they just don't know, you know, just protect yourself. I mean, I feel like if you want to open up to clients or something like that, like talk about hobbies. <laughs> there are other ways. Like I have clients that I have really incredible friendships and relationships with and that I talk to every single day. And like, we talk about all kinds of shit, but my personal life and like my personal information never comes up once. And they respect that because they don't need to fucking know. And I don't need to know who they are either. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Unless they want me to know, but like we, it's a mutual respect. Yeah. You can learn a lot about a person without knowing their personal information. Yeah. And if someone makes it seem like they want to know your personal information, then they can fuck off. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's like online safety, I would say. Cool. Yeah. Um, so the last like big topic ish, I guess that I had was protecting your mental health And I think it's especially big in sex work and or content creation in general, just because like we stay home all day, we're pretty isolated. We have this pressure to be quote unquote, always present on social media and share our day-to-day lives with people, which can sometimes feel like an act or a show. And it just, it gets to be a lot sometimes and really exhausting. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, take care um, of yourself out there. Yeah. The number one thing I had was set boundaries. And that means in literally everything. Like, don't be afraid to say no if you're too overwhelmed with stuff. Um, I know people that have take like take breaks from doing customs or other projects if they just feel like there's too much stuff going on. I know personally, I've had some people reach out for my social media assisting, which I am so thankful for because I'm like, wow, people really want me like they trust me. But oh, my God, my schedule is so packed right now. Like I felt bad saying no, but you're so busy. I'm glad I did say no, because I know I would just like not be able to give them the assisting like time that I want to give them. (laughs) Um, Boundaries can also include people too. So like, don't be afraid to use the block button. Even don't even be afraid to use the unfollow button. Like if you don't like someone's content anymore, if they're like, what they're posting is like not really serving you, not making you feel good, unfollow them. Yeah. If someone's being shitty as hell, block them. It's fine. Yeah. Um, You can also, if there are any words or topics or things that you don't really want to see, most, if not all, social media sites will also let you, like, mute words on your timeline. And I know I've done that with Findom. (laughs) No shame to those who do Findom. Make your bag. Do it. Oh my God, I saw way too many tweets on my timeline about Findom, and it just That's got to be so much that I muted the word. <laughs> so now I'm genius. I'm literally doing that right now <laughs> on air. Now that I'm talking about it, I don't know if I did it on this account. I know I did it on my OG account before I got suspended, but I yeah. Privacy and safety. Yeah. Mute words. Got it. Mute that Findom. <laughs> I'm doing both spellings. Findom, Findom, financial domination. <laughs> oh my God. With all. I feel free. <laughs> Literally, no hate. Do it. No You'll hate. No hate, right? No hate. Yeah. Do it. No do hate. It want. I just personally am tired of seeing it. I don't need to see tweets calling me a loser on the timeline. So, some other things that I feel like are a lot harder to actually execute like they're easy to say and they make sense but it's hard to actually put them into practice is one is quote-unquote working hours giving yourself a set schedule <laughs> eve is rolling their eyes <laughs> we're both so bad about this and then the other one is unplugging which i'm also so bad about <laughs> i literally have to like go to the mountains where i don't have service <laughs> seriously um so yeah I wrote down a few things like in regards to that like obviously it's way harder to do it but like if you can some ways to unplug or just turn your phone notifications off which honestly I try to do that if I'm not like in the sometimes I do it even if I'm in the zone working because then I just pick up my phone less if I don't hear it vibrate then I'm not going to touch it yeah so turn off your phone notifications take a lunch break without your phone, like just an hour, half hour and, um, try to have a consistent sleep schedule. So like, don't let you being sucked into your phone, like interfere with you sleeping, things like that. Yeah. Those are all really important because you can't, it's really hard to, to, um, produce the type of work and content you want to produce when Mm -hmm. you're not taking care of yourself and your mental health. And I know that when I'm not feeling good, 
my content is not good and my engagement is not good and my money is not good. So yeah. it is a vicious cycle. So if you have to take a whole day off to just do self-care and take care of yourself and like clean your apartment, fucking do it because you set yourself up for success that way. Honestly, sometimes, especially lately, like whenever I do stuff where I'm not staring at a screen, even if it's cleaning my house, like I feel better. Yeah. Like, I know I really seriously need more time not looking at my screen. I, I feel like when I'm done with sex work, I'm going to get a fucking flip phone. Like for real. <laughs> I don't need to know anything ever. Nah. I started a puzzle in February because I was like, this is good. I feel so good, like not doing stuff on my phone. And I've not finished that puzzle, but maybe one day. <laughs> so I like the idea of puzzles, but then after about seven minutes, I get really mad that the puzzle is not finished yet. And I'm like, eh, no. My biggest thing with puzzles is my cats. Like I can only do so much until my cats are walking all over it, laying on top of it whatever <laughs> damn motherfuckers but they're cute um, they are cute um one of the things I guess kind of also goes with that is like journaling like I know mm-hmm. I personally journal and it feels so good to like write stuff not on my phone but also like to monitor your thoughts and your feelings and your progress just to like keep tabs on yourself and like how you're doing I know I personally journal a lot about like my progress and my stats and that's kind of cool to like see that like even though I'm working like crazy like growth is happening and I like I am getting bigger and things are going well in that regard which is kind of cool I like to journal I need to journal more but I have been doing it more since since we've started talking about it and it does help to kind of look at that and see how it's going Mm -hmm. look at some paper and not a screen feels so good (laughs) get some fun pens it's yeah yeah The last uh, few things I had in regards to mental health was like, call your friends because it's so people, so easy to like isolate yourself and only interact with people online. So if you can try to call them, FaceTime them, actually talk, (laughs) Um, take care of your physical health as much as you can go on walks, try to eat some fruits and veggies every once in a while. I can't speak on that completely because I definitely used to be the person that ate Chipotle every single day, but, (laughs) um, and treat yourself and celebrate your accomplishments. Like it's so easy to be like, oh, I did this, but I have to keep working. Like you hit an accomplishment. Good job. Celebrate it. (laughs) It's really important because no one's going to, you know, you're looking out for number one. Exactly. Yeah. Just take care of yourself. Definitely. Mm -hmm. That's all I had. Yeah. Just, you know, stay safe out there, everyone. It's it's fucking rough. So look out. Be your number one advocate. Definitely. Yes. Uh, where can we find you, Nixie? You can find me at Nixie Knight on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can find my OnlyFans at NaughtyNixie.com. Oh, yeah. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at MessyXBangs. And then my TikTok is SexyShouter69. And my OnlyFans is OnlyFans.com slash MoonBabyX44. Um, and our Instagram is Amateur Spice. Yes, we have an Instagram, Amateur Spice. If you ever want to email us, you can also email us at AmateurSpice at gmail.com. Um, 
We also keep forgetting to plug the horny stoner, but do that because they have some cute ass toys. Yeah. And you can get 10% off with the code amateur spice. Um, they just released or came back with their handcuff butt plug. So it's a butt plug with handcuffs attached. And I'm gonna order it later today. I need that's to cool. I need it so bad. Yeah, that's <laughs> I like that. And they still have some Shrek butt plugs, so might buy that too. Hey, you want some swamp content? Yeah, you never know. <laughs> oh my fucking god! <laughs> I love it. I think that was it. Thank you guys so much. Um, we that was love- a quick episode, but we had so much stuff. We went through it so fast, yeah. and we started it. like right on time. On this, I know. we Facetimed for like forty-five minutes before. We're good. We Facetimed before. We've learned. <laughs> yeah, we've learned. It's fine. I think right on time. Um, Perfect. Yeah. Thank you guys. We love you. Thanks for listening. Um, please leave us a little little rate and review if you if you're feeling charitable. Yeah, yeah. please. It'll yeah. make me kiss you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye.